Pennsylvania Youth Theater is celebrating its 37th season of offering high-quality, comprehensive, and professional performing arts instruction to young people in the Lehigh Valley. PYT is a nonprofit performing arts organization whose mission is to educate, entertain, and enrich the lives of young people and their families through the art of theater. Through their comprehensive performing arts curriculum, literature-based performances, and unique outreach programs, PYT challenges children to develop their talents, think creatively, and to acquire an appreciation and an understanding of the arts. PYT provides a warm and safe environment for students to explore and train and create through classes in drama, dance, and voice. Students ranging in age from 6 years old to 12th grade can also audition for the renowned PYT main stage season of productions that feature a holiday musical, a winter drama, and a spring musical. And with change in the air at their home base, the Banana Factory on Bethlehem's south side, Pennsylvania Youth Theater is starting their newest project, exploring possible renovations of a new home space while they continue to grow and to nurture young artists. This is WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and you are tuned in to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. I remain Kate Scuffle, your host, and this evening I'm talking with Jill Dunn-Jones, PYT Artistic Director, and Valerie Reinhardt, PYT Managing Director. Welcome, Jill, and welcome, Valerie. Thank you. Happy Thank to be you, here. And it's good to have you here on this rainy afternoon, although it won't be by the time our audiences hear it. But just for our listeners to do a little recap and take a step back, PYT, 37 years, right? It's yeah. yes. The overall vision and mission, it's interesting. It's such, when I look at the brochure and the amount of offerings, the classes, the faculty, it's an enormous operation. I don't know that the average non-family audience listener knows that. Can you talk a little bit about the vision of PYT overall and, and what the goals are? Well, I think the overall vision for us is to have the kids that come to PYT have a sense of self, find a sense of self when they join us for our classes, in our shows, in our summer camps, so they can be seen and heard and understood. So obviously a lot of it is training in the performing arts, training dance, voice, drama, but at the core, we want our children to find security in who they are, find community with other kids. Most of our kids end up having lasting friendships throughout their time at PYT. They often call PYT their second home or their second family. So for me, that's the core of what we do and the the vision for what we do is to create human beings that are kind, gentle, can speak for themselves and have confidence. It's interesting because you talk about in in a lot of the material kind of a sense of principles, guiding principles as well that sound very much like that, that wholeness of a rounded experience for the young person. Yeah. And do you find that, I think it's interesting too, the perception that the arts are narrowly focused on perhaps performing arts, on performance and on whatever. The product. But what about what it does for the child and the student themselves in terms of just roundedness, confidence, connection like you're talking about? It's transformative. It is transformative. Many, many of our students and families that come to PYT, we often get the feedback that it's been transforming for the child, for the family as a whole. The children that attend PYT will often go on to other careers, not necessarily within the performing arts. 
Um, and we will have those students come back and tell us. It was my years at PYT that enabled me to go into this boardroom and conduct a meeting or enabled me to meet with clients, whether it's you know, a uh, sales position or a research position or uh, a medical position where they're going in to treat patients and they're able to have the confidence to, number one, do so, but also be able to communicate with whoever they're interacting with in a positive light. And the families that we do have, which we do have the best families out there, I'm going to say that, Mm -hmm. we couldn't do what we do without their support. But it's important for them, too, to work alongside their children Mm -hmm. um, and to be a partner to us so that we can bring all of our programs to fruition and, you know, move these children forward into their lives ahead. And the classes, the classes themselves tend to break down into what? A theater, dance, voice, correct? So we have drama classes, dance classes, and voice lessons, so private Mm -hmm. voice lessons. So that's one-on-one with a voice teacher and a student. And we also offer private acting lessons as well with one-on-one training. But most of the work that we do is within the classroom of anywhere between 6 to 26 kids in a classroom, depending on the year and the class, ranging in ages from 3-year-olds all the way to 18-year-olds. Wow, 3-year-olds. 3-year-olds, which is the (laughs) class that we have tonight is Is our 3-year-old class. It's the best class. I love that class. (laughs) We have the best time. It's story drama-based class. Okay, okay. And so do they create the stories staged Drama from story? They do. So, for instance, today we're doing Three Billy Goats Gruff. Okay. I love the classics. And we read this story. We go through a series of warm-ups with the little ones that they know they've been doing them all year, which is what we do in all of our classes. We have a little ritual we do at the beginning and end of classes. We read the story, and then we act them out. They'll become the three different Billy Goats Gruff, Mm -hmm. the different sizes, the different voices embodying those. And then they'll become the troll, and they'll each have their own version of the troll. And then we act out the story where they are then the billy goats, I will be the troll, and then we'll switch roles. They'll be the Mm. troll, and I'll be all the billy goats. So (laughs) it's an opportunity for them. And then we talk a little bit, and especially with the three-year-olds, it's more in the engagement of the activity. But we will talk a little bit about the mean billy goat and how you you should treat people and being kind and... So, but it's a lot of fun. I get to play. They get to play because they're willing to. So it's a it's a great class. It's interesting just listening to the description of the, of the class and of, of what you'll be doing this evening. I couldn't help but think about even as the as your children get older, move through the classes, movement, dance, voice. It's all about a, the imagination and creativity oh. in a way that is not about being glued to a screen. Hundred percent, which is lovely. We actually, and with our oldest kids. We actually take their phones away, not physically remove them from them, but they are asked to put them in a space, safe space, so they don't have them at all during class. Mm -hmm. So all the work is based on what they're bringing physically, emotionally, mentally, creatively. And then they... They're, they're there in cl- uh, class, they're taking sessions. Performance, the actual performance element, they, students would audition for your main stage work. Is that correct? How does correct. That, so that's a, like a literally a production season, usually at the Ice House, Charles Brown Ice House, yes? We are, right now we've been splitting between the Charles A. Brown Ice House 
and Zollner, Lehigh okay. University okay. Zollner okay. Arts okay. Center. So mm-hmm. the kids, once they're students at PYT and they're six years old, they have to be at least six, okay. they can then audition for the shows. the shows. And what goes into choosing, what do you look for when you pick a show for a season that's a performance and production, but it's also part of this learning arc? So that is one of the biggest challenges. You know, theater for young audiences is lacking in many areas. Mm. Um, We tend to dig into some of the same shows over and over again because we're looking for shows that feature young people but also have very, very large casts because we can cast, we usually double cast every show. And so we have, um, we can have a cast as small as 60, which is broken up into groups of 30, or two casts of 50, which is 100 kids. So we need a show that has multiple roles, multiple ensemble pieces, that is appropriate for young people, that is story-driven, that is interesting for the audiences, that people will pay tickets to come see. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. And fortunately, more recently, there's some better shows now that Musical Theater International, MTI, has more Disney programming Mm. that they do, availability. But we kind of keep hitting the same shows over and over again over the years. Over the 37 Uh, years, we've done some shows many, many times. Multiple times, yeah. And the, and the flip side to that is the behind the scenes, what goes on. I was just so thinking we, about that, Valerie. You know, if we, <laughs> for instance, um, if we know we're going to be at the Ice House um, and we have a particular show in mind that might have tremendous special effects, okay. we know we can't do that, right? Because we don't have the means within that space to create a production to be you know, how we'd like it to come across the, the stage. Quality that yeah, we want. The quality yeah. that we want. So oftentimes we have to consider that. We also have to think about our costume designer, our sound designer, sound engineer, our sound designer, and the students themselves. Do we have, you know, with Elf, do we have the 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 buddy, the characters within our population to bring that show to fruition. So there's so many things um, that come into play when we're selecting a show. Um, We did a a show several years ago. I think we had 427 costumes in that (laughs) production. It was insane. And I think our costume designer was, uh, he he pulled it off. He's fantastic. (laughs) But it it was a challenge. So there's those things that we have to keep in mind when we're selecting a show as well. Well, it's interesting because it's so then again, we've got this enormous academy, essentially, of classes and education. And yet you're also this full blown, large scale production company as well. Mm -hmm. We do have the two separate operations that occur simultaneously throughout every single year. Um, And we have a very small staff. We're small, but we're mighty. Um, (laughs) We do have the support of our faculty and, of course, our independent consultants, contractors that we bring in. Um, for all of the productions as well. Um, We have a great team of people. And again, we could not do everything without all of us coming together and working together to bring these productions and classes to be offered for our children and families. And the faculty is very impressive. I mean, these are professionals working Mm -hmm. in the field, professional educators as well as professional artists. Absolutely. Who've been vetted and are top-notch. Correct. 
you know, to be able to pull all of this off so well, they, they'd have to be. And it's it's delightful to see that. I mean, I recognize a lot of the names. It's a really great group of people. Um, do you bring in guests for the productions or is it usually faculty, staff? We have in the past recently, and I think especially after COVID, we really are relying on our staff because there are our faculty because they're so talented. So for our music directors, we pull from our voice faculty. Yeah. For our choreographers, we often pull from our dance faculty or former students come back mm-hmm. and will choreograph for us, which is currently one of our former students is back choreographing for Elf. That's nice. And for our drama faculty, it's either me or we have gone to get a guest to do another show during the season. But we have one of our faculty members, Dara Donahue, is is directing Elf right now. Okay, and Elf is the first show in the twenty two twenty three season. It correct? is. It's our first holiday show in several years. In several I years. was going to ask, given COVID and such, yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Yes, that's exciting. Is it? How does it feel to be back to it? Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. It really is. I mean, just to to have the life again in yeah. the hallways, to see the kids on stage, it's it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. You're listening to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon here on WDIY 88.1. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and I've been speaking with Jill Dunn-Jones, Artistic Director of Pennsylvania Youth Theater, and Valerie Reinhardt, Pennsylvania Youth Theater Managing Director. We'll be right back after this short break. WDIY 88.1 offers many choices and real voices. Folk music, from folk classics to the Gaelic traditions of the British Isles, to bluegrass and old-time music of Appalachia, to the modern-day singer-songwriters telling the story of today's world. You'll find it all here on WDIY. Listen and enjoy the wide variety of folk music every weekday evening, 7 to 9 p.m., just after NPR News Headlines, and Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on 88.1 WDIY and streaming at WDIY.org. Do you have a car that you're trading in? How about an old truck or boat that's taking up space? Let WDIY help you get rid of unwanted vehicles and turn them into financial support for the station. It's a simple and easy process. We handle all the towing, title, and transfer, and it may be tax deductible. Turn your vehicle into the programs you love. To learn more, visit WDIY.org or call 610-694-8100, extension 4. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon here on WDIY 88.1, Lehigh Valley's public radio. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and tonight we're talking with Jill Dunn-Jones, Artistic Director of Pennsylvania Youth Theater, and Valerie Reinhardt, Pennsylvania Youth Theater Managing Director, about the 37 years of productions and excellent education at Pennsylvania Youth Theater, as well as the future of Pennsylvania Youth Theater. So before we move on to the future, just touching back quickly on the rest of the season this year. Now, after Elf, what comes up after Elf? So after Elf, we have Clue on stage. It's the high school edition, and it's a play, which is specifically geared for our senior conservatory acting students. So those are our 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. They're able to audition for that, but they must be in the drama division. And we will be doing that in February, I think the 18th and 19th Mm -hmm. of February, which is really exciting. It's a much shorter turnaround. (laughs) We start rehearsal in January and open in the middle of February, so it's a much shorter turnaround. And then we have Cinderella, which we'll we'll be doing at uh, Zollner Arts Center, uh, Lehigh University Zollner Arts Center, which we're really excited about. And those auditions will be in January, at the end of January. The two, Clue and Cinderella, 
have rehearsals coexisting. <laughs> so they overlap in many ways. Uh, but that will be in May. So okay. the f- second two weeks in May right. will be right. Cinderella, which we're really thrilled about. And once you move through Cinderella and move on to the summer, we'll talk about that in a moment because you have summer programming as well. But we've been emphasizing, maybe because of my theater background as well, we were talking a lot about the theater program, but the variety of dance classes and styles and offerings just blew my mind when I looked at the brochure. It's just amazing. Correct. We have about 40 classes total that run during the week, Monday through Friday. Most of our classes run 4.30 to 9.30. The dance division operates out of two of our studios. The drama division operates out of the other two studios. Um, But we do offer within the dance division all different genres, from ballet to hip-hop to lyrical to jazz to tap. Or we also have a couple of dance companies, which those students that participate in the companies, they do have to audition to be a member of the companies. They do not compete. We're not a competitive dance school, if you will, but they do have additional performance opportunities. Um, So they are kind of like the more skilled dance students that audition for those companies. And once they are awarded a position within the company, they have weekly training sessions, classes as well over a period of 33 weeks. Mm -hmm. So the dance division is our 33-week program. They run September to June. The acting and voice division run 26 weeks from September to April. So that pretty much sums up the the dance division. The dance companies just performed or marched in the Halloween parade. They they won second place. Won second place um, for float or marching. I think small marching group or large marching group. I forget which one it was. But (laughs) and then there'll be an opening act in our elf productions. Okay. So there'll be an opening number in our elf productions just to give them some more opportunities to perform. Yeah, I wondered if they were integrated into the main stage productions as well. And that we have had in the past where the companies will, Christmas Carol, for instance, mm. they did one of the tap numbers right. in the show. And it just depends on the show if we can get yeah. them in. But they also are choreographing so many other numbers during the season. But we have opportunities throughout the year where our kids perform. We have a senior cabaret for our high school students. That is also in February that they, all of our high school kids, have an opportunity to perform. Our seniors can do solos. Our dance companies dance. And then we have showcases for all of our divisions. Everyone has a showcase or a recital at the end of the season. So we have a lot of opportunities, especially in the spring, for the kids to really showcase what they've been learning throughout the year. It sounds like they're also, as much as it's empowering and exciting for a young person to build confidence, build community, whatever, you also treat this very professionally. I mean, these are students that are ready to go on and do whatever they, if they want to pursue a career in this. Absolutely. I mean, I think in in many ways, we do have a lot of students who are out there, you know, working the field, trying their hand at being performers. A lot have been pretty successful on tours. Some on Broadway, Mm -hmm. some off-Broadway, some in television. So, yeah, we definitely, I think in many ways, give them the opportunity to go off to college and even build their education more. So, yeah. And the summer programs, again, much like the rest of the year, I was impressed. Just really diverse. A lot of activity. I don't know when you guys sleep. (laughs) We don't. We We don't. don't. It really is nonstop. Like, we will move into the Ice House this Sunday, and we will now go until the end of our fiscal year, which is the end of August. Okay. 
Um, summer program is usually about ele- uh, 10 or 11 weeks, depending on how the calendar falls. Um, and we have two different programs that run. We have our adventure camp, and that camp is for our younger students, ages three through second grade. And then we have our showtime camp, which is for students in third through 12th grade. And the production camps, I was struck with that. They literally use productions as their basis. So so we do junior versions of right, shows, and right. they do the full junior version of the show in two weeks. Two weeks. Wow. So the first week, the first day, they audition. We give them materials beforehand, so okay. they're not coming in cold. <laughs> they come in, they audition, and then they hit the ground running, and they rehearse, learn everything, move into the ice house the second week. And by Wednesday... They add lights, sound, costumes, set pieces. It's on a much smaller scale than our regular shows. Sure. But by Friday, they're performing and they have four shows. And are the students in the camp that take part in the camp activity or the summer activities often different or different back there mix. folks? They're mix? often different. It, it, it is a little bit of a mix. I would say mm-hmm. in recent years, since we started doing a few more production camps, right. we do have more of our year-round students. Okay. Um, attending summer camp, but for the most part, historically, our summer clientele is completely different from the year-round clientele. It's interesting. Um, we might get students who are spending a couple weeks with grandma and grandpa, who are, you know, first-time students exploring the performing arts. So they will certainly enroll to get a taste of what it's all about. Um, and fortunately for us, uh, most of them do end up enrolling for the year-round classes. Um, but yeah, the summer summer camp is definitely a little bit different. So you reach a tremendous and amount of students. We do. It's really impressive. We do. Given that, given the size and given the activity and, and the growth, well, continued growth and an amazing amount of activity, what does the future hold in terms of looking at, like, you're currently based, in, classrooms are based, and the studios are based at the Banana Factory on Bethlehem South Side. Um, are you looking to expand that footprint? Are you looking to grow physically? Or what are your thoughts for the future? We are hoping to grow, I yes. think. I mean, that's a big vision for ours. And we've been looking for that kind of growth, you know, since we both took over back in 2013. 2013. Okay. So I think... You know, the, the plans for the building, it's, it is going to be demolished and a new facility is going to be built, which is wonderful and it looks beautiful from the plans we've seen. And we love the banana factory. We've been there for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> but it might be time for us to, to find our own space, mm. uh, for, to find a home of our own, a building of our own, perhaps. Luckily for us, ArtsQuest has been so gracious to us and obviously wants to have us back in the space and wants to have the space available for us. So we're kind of at a crossroads right now, I think. It has cut. And I was going to say, too, coming back from the COVID experience, I would imagine people are people probably delighted to be actually back together again, of course, in something like the performing arts. It's all about the intimate kind of personal connection. Um, I would imagine you would, you'll see that kind of growth and response moving ahead. I mean, we've gotten through this really kind of tight time for the performing arts, but it's opening up again. Well, it was incredible. I think the summer... Summer of 21 yeah. was historically was, the most successful summer we've ever had. Really? Ever. Really. And we thought, okay, it's because of coming off of COVID. Yeah. Um, and folks are just eager to get their children out and about. But then summer of 22 blew 21 away. Oh. And um, so 
that has been somewhat of a challenge for us in recent years in terms of our space at the banana factory because we're kind of outgrowing the space. Um, Oftentimes we don't have the space available to, you know, we might have a class that is, um, we have to close it because it's at capacity. Mm. And if we just had that extra studio, mm-hmm. we could offer, you know, a second night of those classes. But mm-hmm. we, we find ourselves kind of limited um, with some of the programming we'd like to offer because of our space constraint. So this could be so. a bit of synchronicity, serendipity. It could. Yes. You know, it could. The opportunity it's to. It's very exciting. It's very exciting for us and terrifying at the same yeah. time. <laughs> of course. It's, it's a world in which we, we are not familiar with. Yeah. And so we're just taking it day by day and hoping to, I mean, obviously we're a not-for-profit. Right. We will need to find support, a lot Correct. of support yes. to sure. make this happen for sure. us. But we're hopeful. Well, and it's the news, the the shifts of the change with the banana factory. It's kind of relatively new. I'm sure everyone's um, adapting and absorbing, but it could be very exciting. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's very exciting. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us today. I want to ask our audiences to keep an eye out for what's coming and what's in the future here for PYT as you continue to flourish and grow, which is really exciting. I wish you the best for what lies ahead. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. And everyone Thank come you. see Elf Jr. Yes. And Elf Jr. opens again. December 2nd through the 11th. Okay, December 2nd through the 11th. And the website? is www.123pyt.org. Excellent. And believe me, folks, there's a lot to read through and see on, and it's very exciting. Thank you guys again. Thank you for visiting with us, taking our listeners on a radio tour with you. And thank you, listeners, for joining me again right here in the Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. You can find past episodes of the Arts Salon and our other public affairs programming at WDIY.org, on our WDIY phone app, and major podcast platforms. I'm Kate Scuffle. This is WDIY 88.1 FM, and I look forward to joining you again soon right here in the Lehigh Valley Arts Salon.